Blog Talk Radio. The great city playboys, they're always around to help build your hope up and help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Blazing Rye Backstage. It's your smoking nephew, Blazing Rye, and it is Thursday, December 12th, 2013. I'd like to welcome to the program the Sade to my fatter in wah, Mr. Jonathan Weeks. Mr. Weeks, how are you? Hey, man! How you doing, man? I'm good!
and uh, I sat down, and I was just so nervous. Uh, it, it was it was it must have been quite comical because I think I when I get nervous I start talking really really quickly uh, like almost like you can't even understand what I'm saying you, you probably can't even understand what I'm saying anyways but um, I, I I was talking so quickly that they were just like flabbergasted I think their mouths were wide open at one point and uh, I I was like excuse me sorry sorry and I think it was only the second question I was like excuse me sorry I'm talking so much let me get a drink of water so I I, I go. Uh, I reach across the table and I get like the uh, thing of water, the pitcher of water, and I dump it all over the table. <laughs> in- so at, this point, at this point, the guy who's interviewing me was like, uh, uh, "Yeah, um, all right, we'll ask you some more questions." And I think at that point, you just you just know that you didn't get the job. And uh, mm-hmm. then immediately, I was just not nervous at all. And I think I did such a good job at that after that point that it was just really bad. That was the worst interview of all time. <laughs> Wait, you were not nervous at all? Uh, after he, he basically said, uh, you know, he gave, gave like a little gasp. Like, you know, uh, oh, my God. He was, was very frustrated with me. <laughs> <laughs> so did you – was that table thirsty? <laughs> I think it was. It was asking me for a drink, so I gave it a drink, and they thought it was so weird that I did that. That's, that's how you should have played it off. Been like, that's right. Boy, your table was asking me for a drink. You guys never feed the table? <laughs> but, yes, it went, it went really bad, uh, badly. Uh, it was, you just knew it was going to be a bad interview from the very beginning when you get up too late for the interview. Uh, Remember that one time that uh, – you and I both went into Filene's to interview, and uh, and it was my idea and everything. And uh, we we go into Filene's in um, Milford, the uh, at the Post Mall. There, it's not there anymore. It's Macy's now. But uh, it was my idea, and then and then the Weeks gets the job. <laughs> Yeah. There I am, dressed nice, prim and proper. Here comes in this, this, this babbling, stinky lunatic. The thing was, you were serious, you were prim and proper, you were ready for this interviewer job. I, had, I, w- I was uh, you know, halfway joking about it. Uh, I don't think I even dressed up. And, you know, there was something obviously wrong with their hiring tactics. Uh, I don't know what, why they, they chose me and not you, but uh, there's something very wrong there. I don't know what's going on, but uh, you know, I, you know, the thing that I was most amazed by at Finalese was that people, some of those people who got hired were like, that was like their dream job, man. I, I was, you know, and I'm not trying to look down at people or, you know, be condescending, but yeah, man, that was like their dream job. They wanted to work there long term. I was really surprised by that, but I guess I shouldn't be. But well, that's like uh, it, well. I remember going after that happened, and you got hired, and you were working with Murphy Mang, uh, Murphy Lee Mang. I went into uh, uh, my old boss's office at City Hall in New Haven, the Sheila Bell, and I asked her. Um, I just saw her, by the way, at the mayor's thing, and, and uh, it was yeah. wonderful. Um, but she 
I, I asked her, you know, do you, you guys need anyone this, this year or whatever? Are there any jobs? She said she didn't think so. And when I told her what happened in the Philemon's interview and how I said that I just wanted a, a summer gig, and uh, she was like, no, you can't. Uh, she was like, no, you can't do that. You have to be like, oh, my God, it's always been my dream to work at Philemon. This is amazing. I can't wait. Blah, blah, blah. So, uh, I, you know, I didn't say that. I said I just want a temporary thing or whatever. Did you say any of that? You said you wanted to be there forever? No, I didn't say anything like that. I just said uh, I just want some money or something. <laughs> 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 You're very lucky to get that job. It was an awful job. I think I, uh, you know what I would do because I was uh, so inept and so, poor at uh like doing the cash register i would just walk around knock clothes over and then refold it to make it look like i was busy <laughs> <laughs> you're spilling water you're knocking clothes up. did you spill that water intentionally uh no i was just so nervous man i was just and i was I, it was like i was on drugs and that's the that's the, not that i know but uh it's the, the the best way i could could equate it to something i was like like on speed because I was like uh, I, I think I was even shaking at one point. Uh, you know I was like you know you know once once you start off an interview bad it's just gonna go downhill. I mean I, I shouldn't even <laughs> showed up for that. Did you? Uh, <laughs> I think that you did it on purpose because then you thought all right I'm not gonna get this job maybe I could do a nice job cleaning up and become the janitor. Maybe maybe like subconsciously that's what I was trying to do, and uh, you know to show them my skills. <laughs> well, John Meeks, I had the worst interview known to man this past Monday. No, did you spill something? <laughs> yeah, my, my my soul onto that table. <laughs> well, so, I'm sorry to hear that, but there'll be plenty more opportunities. What happened? It's a it's a mess from the beginning because because my friend Michelle hooked me up with the job. But the other people she's recommended for jobs have been like temps and stuff and have gotten fired for crazy things. So I couldn't tell anyone how I knew her or that I knew her. So so I'm working with that, which is awkward. So then she put me in contact with the HR girl. The HR girl, very nice girl named Lauren, she and I spoke on the phone and emails back and forth. And, uh, you know, it was, it, she prepped me a little bit. And one of the things that Lauren said was they um, have interviewed a few people so far, and, you know, some of them, some of these candidates, they uh, are really experienced but can't hold a conversation, so they kind of want someone with, you know, a sense of humor. Um, oh, perfect. So keep in mind that that was in my mind. I can't yeah. tell how I got there, and I also am trying not to be too serious. So right. I... I get there, and I ask, uh, I, I say I have an interview with this guy named Chris at uh, 1 o'clock on Monday. So I walk in uh, to this, she takes, the receptionist takes me to this conference room, very small room, and John Weeks, they put me in a room with, you know, a square table and uh, six chairs around it and didn't guide me on where to sit. So I'm thinking, like, is this a test? What chair do I take? I don't know. I, I shouldn't sit at the head of the table probably out of respect. You know, I should pay my respects and sit on the sides of the table. But which side and which position, what chair, you know, do I cross my leg? I didn't know. 
it was it's such an issue. Like, you know, have you ever had that happen where you walk into a big empty room, you don't know, what, she doesn't tell you where to sit? Right, right. No, it becomes like this big, huge, uh, advanced, complex decision where where you sit may determine the rest of your life. And then, uh, you know, I, I, I often just stand there and freeze and analyze it for a couple of minutes and, and to the point where, like, Mr. Weeks, are you all right? Um, like, yes, yes, I'm okay. I'll just, I'll just uh, have a seat on the floor. Sometimes I just sit on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so then the guy's taking forever, so I, like, stand up. I'm pacing, but it's like a total, everyone can see me because it's just glass walls. And uh, the guy comes in, and he's one of these guys, you know? You know the guy, like, I'm talking about. Oh, the guy, yeah, I know guy. the guy. Yeah, the guy's all too yeah. familiar. Yeah, the guy. Yeah, he's one of these guys, and he comes in, and shit, I forgot, I forgot the other thing before he came in. I realized a few minutes before the interview started, I was like, I, I, I didn't bring my resume. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that is uh, not good. So I was hoping, I mean, obviously I had emailed it to the HR woman, I was hoping that Lauren had, you know, forwarded him my resume. And so I start panicking, you know. So I'm getting all tense already. I don't know where to sit. Then I realize the resume is not in my bag, and I'm losing my mind. And I was hoping when he walked in, he would have my resume in his hand. He didn't. So I knew oh. that he would have nothing to uh, reference. So he never asked for my resume, but he also uh, didn't have anything to look at you know, while he was interviewing me. It's like, you know, go to these auditions, and during the two-minute monologue you're doing, the casting directors will be looking at to see your work, see where you've been, what you've done, and it's a, they'll do that constantly. Same thing with job interviews. You know, they'll look and they'll ask and stuff, and there was no reference point. So I fucked that up. And then, you know, he comes in, and he's just one of these guys. You know what I'm saying by that? The guys, yeah. The guys. guys, yeah. The guys. And, and, yeah, this guy. And he said, the guy. Uh, <laughs> he was like, um, <clears throat> so, you know Lauren. How do you know Lauren? I fucking don't know Lauren Weeks. That Lauren is the HR girl that I spoke to on the phone and shit, and I couldn't mm-hmm. tell him that I knew her through Michelle so I just said, oh, we know each other through a mutual friend, and then she contacted me about this, and, and I just, like, babbled because I didn't know what to say because we didn't really know each other, and I had to lie about how we knew each other. Well, I had to lie basically about knowing Michelle. Right, right. I'm going to blow oh, my nose. Know. Give me a second. Sure. Naughty all of a sudden. Um, so... Uh, don't have my resume. I, I'm, I give a very uncomfortable answer because I'm uncomfortable by the, because of that question. And then he was like, what do you know about the place? And I just, you know, babbled something there. I had researched the place a little bit and stuff. And, um, you know, so I could at least speak, I could at least say something. Mm-hmm. And then the guy goes, tell me, uh, okay, tell me about your uh, experience. And so we start talking about that. And he's like, um, and tell me about your software experience. And I was like, software? He was like, yeah, like PowerPoint. I was like, yeah, yeah I'm you know, good at Microsoft Office, mainly Excel, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, and he says, okay, and you have CRM experience? And I said, no. And he was shocked. He got this, like, shocked look in his face. I didn't even know what the hell CRM is. And he, I don't know either. Okay, good. So he got this shocked look, like, you know, it's basically it should be the first letters out of your mouth when you're a baby should be CRM, the first, you know? Right. CRM! So he is, is, uh, is like, like, noticeably, like, his mouth is agape, his eyes are plugging out, and he's like, uh, okay, so we, we you know, we kind of really need someone with this experience, um, uh, it sounds like, you know, you might not have that, and uh, I, I'm just not sure that this would be the right fit, so, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, and, and I was like, uh, I'm sure I could learn it quickly, or something, and he's like, I know you could do it, you could definitely do it, and you seem smart, and uh, stuff, but um, I think that we kind of really want someone with this, and I said, all right, and, and this is the only good part of the interview week, because I was like, all right, this mm-hmm. is going horribly, I, uh, I need to take the interview into my own hands, so right. I said, I can show you how my experience re- relates to your job description, and he said, sure, and so I pulled out the job description that I had written all over it and highlighted and stuff, uh, what my previous jobs had related to this position, and so I just talked about that for a while, but keep in mind, I'm doing it while I'm really, like, tense and nervous, and I'm all off the game because, you know, resume... Right. I don't know the HR lady that I'm saying I know, and Michelle, like, is, you know, she, she's some sort of office pariah at this point. <laughs> uh, and uh, I related it, but it was it was nervous. And um, the guy was like, okay, so uh, we're going to decide around uh, Christmas or so. I'll have to think about it. And, and he was, like, very blunt. You know, he, he basically told me in the interview I wasn't getting a job. Very blunt guy. Um, right. He's one of these guys, you know what I mean? He's just one of the these guys. guys. Yeah. The so he walks, yeah. he walks out. I walk out. I ask, uh, I, I see Michelle in the lobby, and I don't know what to do. Do I, do I know her? Do I not know her? So she's like, <laughs> hi. And I was like, hey. And then I, like, I went to shake her hand or something, and she was behind the desk. I don't even know if I should do that. And then I asked if they had a bathroom, and they were like, yeah, of course. So I follow the lady to the, well, she tells me where the bathroom is. <clears throat> so I go into the bathroom weeks after this horrible interview. <laughs> right. And I'm at the urinal, and I get performance anxiety if I know people in the bathroom with me. So the guy that I had just interviewed with walks in, and I was like, please don't be that guy. <laughs> and, and he was like, hey, you look familiar. And I was like, ha hey. And I was trying to urinate, and I couldn't. And so then he pees, and, and as he's, he's peeing in the stall to the left of me, as he's, I got to get a drink, Woo. as he's peeing, I'm thinking, all right, that interview went terribly. Lauren said, you know, I needed to be humorous. Maybe I could make... A uh, joke here about the <laughs> and so so then the guy you know starts walking out. I'm still at the urinal, can't pee, and and then I I start walking to the stall, and I was like, I get performance 
Oh my god! I was like, I get performance anxiety, so I had to uh, walk into the stall, and the guy was like, ah, and and walks out. But oh my god, who does that? That why did I do that? That made it so much worse. It was already bad. It made it so much worse. And then I go into the lobby and I see Michelle, and I was like, that was awful. So awful and awkward. And uh, I mean, I can't believe that was me weeks. I think that's a great, a great interview. <laughs> See, the, the 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 funny thing about that interview is he's probably going to remember you more so than anybody else after he made that show. <laughs> <laughs> what an awkward Bye. experience! Uh, you know, right immediately after interviewing, you go into the same bathroom. That's like one of my nightmares. Uh, you know, that's what the, the stuff nightmares are made out of. Going to the same bathroom post-interview with the interviewer. So you have to watch. It's almost like you're, you're still on the interview. You have to watch your etiquette and uh, be clean. And, uh, and you made a joke. And I, he might have liked that, actually. You know? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> um, but with you, if you, if you wind up in the bathroom with your interviewer, then then as soon as they see you start splattering all the water and soap all over the place, they ain't going to hire you. So, yeah, I can understand. That's right. That's right. That's why I never, ever go to the bathroom at work. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, just stop it there. Never, ever go to the bathroom. Do you really not go to the bathroom at work? I try not to. It's a dangerous, dangerous activity. Especially the way I do it. I, I, I tend to get very violent when I wash my hands. So I get a lot of water all over the place. So if there are innocent bystanders, they may get a little wet. <laughs> I feel like uh, I feel like when you're in the uh, bathroom there, and and you're, I feel like I feel like not going to the bathroom would be more dangerous than going though. That's true. It could it could result in an accident. Yes, that's that's true. So I can control myself to a degree, uh, but you know sometimes when when really you, you need to do it, I, I do do it. But it's really a process for me. Sometimes I'm in there thirty, forty minutes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. It's just, it's just quite a process. But yes, I think you handle it quite well. Because you're dining in there. I am. Sometimes it's five star dining in the bathroom. <laughs> what went quite well? I think that joke went quite well, actually. He may remember that. I'm telling you right now. Well, then oh, I, I followed up. I followed up with the uh, HR woman, Laura. I mean Lauren, and uh, and I, I like I thanked her, and I was like, uh, uh, based on how the interview went, I I I doubt that I'm the guy they're looking for. Uh, if I'm wrong, great or whatever. Anyway, she emails me back saying. Unfortunately, your assessment was correct. Oh, damn. Damn. <laughs> but she was very sweet and said that she knew a lot of recruiters and could, you know, make sure I don't get lost in the shuffle. So, uh, you right. know, at least it's not for naught. Um, and right. the first interview in a while, so for that one to be awful, all right, I, it can't get any worse than that. Well, well, I, I, I agree, but... The the awfulness was not predicated based on you or your ability. It was based on what they were looking for. So actually, I don't, 
and maybe they should have been more clear, or the, the recruiter should have been a little bit, uh, you know, analyzed a little bit better. Because I don't know what the hell CRM is. I, what the, did you look it up? What is CRM? Cock rimming. Oh, okay, all right. I thought that's what it was. I just wanted to confirm. <laughs> and it's like, well, how does that relate to being an administrative assistant? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, I mean, I don't think it has anything to do with being an administrative <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, if it was cock rimming, then, then, then I think I would have gotten hired. Right, right, exactly. You were, you were uh, the perfect candidate. Uh, I, 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 you should ask that. What does CRM? What is CRM? And then go into your own like you know, what, is it copying? You know, that's what I would have said. Is it? <laughs> is it? Is it copying? <laughs> yeah, well, I may as well with that fucking joke I made. Uh, that joke's fine. I, I, I would have laughed my ass off. <laughs> It wasn't even a joke. It was just this really awkward comment. And I got back to the office, and I told my friend, but more importantly, my coworker, Mike Torito, I was like, yo, uh, that was horrible. And I told him what I said in the bathroom. And Torito was like, you said that? And I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, that's like the kind of thing you might, like, tell Wolf, our supervisor, like, after, like, you know him for a year, but not when you first meet. Like, it's weird already. Uh, and I was like, "Yeah, it, I can't believe I can't believe that was me." Man. <laughs> yeah, but you, no, I don't. It's pretty hilarious. You knew what you, you you knew you didn't have a good chance at it, so you were just making light of it. I think that's fine. You're a human being. You have a what? A good day at what? Well, no, you knew you knew your, your chances weren't too good, so you made light of the situation. I think that's fine. You you know, you're a human being. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, none of that would have happened, that last part of, if I went into the stall to begin with instead of the urinal. <laughs> or just, you know, wore a diaper. <laughs> Speaking of, um, <clears throat> today, I go into the toilet at work, and I ask Torito, like, Torito, are you calling in tonight to backstage? And he says, he starts going to pee, and he's like, I don't know, Holmes. I want to make sure I call it, like, the most dangerous time, so it'll be when I'm trying to put forks in toasters. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird thing to say. Yeah, that, that is one of the weirdest things I've ever heard, except for that, that <laughs> urinal comment. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's trying to put some forks in urinals. Uh, that's what I mean by urinal cake. Uh, <laughs> he's trying, oh, that's that's right. He probably thinks it's edible. It might be delicious. Like lemon meringue. (laughs) Yeah, it's meringue, all right. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what that means. But, hey, have you you know about this SantaCon? No, I've never heard of this SantaCon. I know Comic-Con. I don't know SantaCon. (laughs) Well, it's like Comic-Con, except it's full of white, people well well yeah it's full of white people from new jersey and they come invade new york uh dressed in, in they, what they do is they come in this saturday 
a lot of these bars and restaurants are closed because they don't want to deal with this shit. But a lot of people from Jersey and, like, you know, I don't want to make any stereotypes, but the Upper East Side, Murray Hill, a lot of these guys, they'll, they'll, what they'll do is they'll dress up, they'll get the red pants and the boots, and they'll get the, the red uh, coat and the red hat with the white ball on it, and they'll get a beard and cut their cocks off, and they'll start, they'll come in to New York and uh, just drink, get really hammered, just hammered, and just, you know, basically terrorize the city the entire day. And, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know what cutting the cocks off has to do with it, but, it, you know, it, 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 I'm not looking forward to this Santa Clamalia. <laughs> Santa Clamalia sounds ridiculous. I mean, so it's just like a rampaging of Santa Clauses that go through the bars and drink their asses off? This, this sounds ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it's, when does it start? It's I might go. You're gonna come? I might have to come for Santa Claus, Santa Con. <laughs> you, you and uh, uh, you'll be uh, with the uh, most annoying people on the planet. So Ethan will probably be there. <laughs> you really? I think it'll be hilarious. You should you should dress up as Santa Claus. I think you would make it quite a funny Santa Claus, actually. <laughs> I would hate every second of that. That sounds awful. No, but that, um, but that, sounds, that does sound awful. So basically, it's a bunch of strange-looking, team-wearing, uh, loud-mouthed drunks taking over New York City. If I were a bar, I would totally close, because uh, that's just so annoying. That's how to get drunk. I don't understand that. Why is why is Santa Claus getting drunk? Doesn't make any sense. Um, I don't know. It's, and why are there so many of them? I thought there was only one. There could only be one. I, I guess if there's like a Santa fight to the death to tournament, I, that would make more sense. Yeah. Oh, there can only be well, one. Maybe that's what it should be, like the Hunger Games. <laughs> but with Santa Claus. Did you see that? Did you see the new Hunger Games movie? No, I have not seen it. I want to see it. I heard a lot of good things about it. Have you? Yes. Did you see the first one? I did not see the first one. I'm a terrible person. I got to watch it. Go on good? the Netflix and watch it. On Netflix, yeah, man. I will. I will. But are you <laughs> what do you call see... a female Netflix? The Shemalix. What? I. Did you see? Are you gonna see The Hobbit too? I will not. What? <laughs> but first, you know what time it is, John Weeks? Oh my God! It's the jack off time. Oh no no no! Oh my God! Who's a mess? Someone get you. Oh, love the mess, love the mess, love the mess. Please love the mess, love the mess, love the mess. My baby does it. Thank you, Panky. My baby. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, scared me, Weeksy. What you scared me, Weeksy? You're scaring me if you think my coming on it's time to jack off, Weeks. What's going on in your life? Oh, nothing. Just catching up on some stuff. Went and saw that uh, that big foreign three-hour movie today. Blue is the warmest. Color. Oh yeah, what? what you what's that? No. It's this uh, major 
wonderful little French Lesbo film, Coming of Age Story. Wow. That has about uh, 20 minutes of full-on steamy sex in it. <laughs> wow, they're really banging? For real. Yeah, there's no way you can fake where these mouths and fingers and hands were going. Ooh, did they, uh, were there um, strap-ons used or anything like that? No, 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 no. Just, you know, two young, lovely French women in love. Very uh, shades of the 60s and, and Emmanuel and those kind of like films that sort of walked a fine line between being back then a smart film and an, and an art house film. Oh, like Mad Max. Max. This film, oh, won the, uh, Palm, this film won the Palm d'Or at uh, Tom this year, so it's it's got oh, wow. some some big credentials going into the the Oscar race, and the young woman has already picked up one of the major awards. I forget which one. Maybe the LA film. Some one of the film critics. Ooh. She's already. Fire! Won. I didn't I didn't realize that uh, Fruitvale Station won the Sundance Award this year. Uh, did you see that with uh, Vince from Friday Night Lights there? Yeah, and it was, you know, touted as being the next big thing, and then somehow just sort of got lost in the shuffle this summer. Yeah, yeah, where did that go? I think it it did fairly well, you know, for, again, sort of an art house film, but uh, I think they were expecting it to do better than that. And then with the Golden Globe snub of the butler today, that was a real surprise. Nothing for it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, now that we're all now that we're all nice and, and upset, let's uh, do the hot mess awards. Who have you got for us first, Fire? Okay, my first one has got to be this like bogus sign language dude at the yesterday oh, at And not only that, but then to hear what his excuse was. Did you hear that today? Yeah, no. I did. He's what been was interviewed, and he, and he claims that he suffers from schizophrenia and he's bipolar. But yet, what he was doing was for real. Simon, well, how the hell would you know, Sybil? <laughs> he doesn't even know who he was. Do you believe him? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to believe a schizophrenic, so, you know. I mean, you want to believe them, but which one do you believe? <laughs> oh, boy. This is a... They should do an SVU episode about this. Oh, they probably will. <laughs> okay, and then, and, you know, the person will have gone there to kill the mayor, but instead will kill, kill the interpreter. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, who's your... Who or what is your second hot mess? My second one is Ty Diggs. Oh. And uh, it's because Uh apparently, now these rumors are really flying around, but apparently he and Adina Menzel have split up over him having having been seen with, you know, like uh, making it rain in some club with some chick. Ooh. And I Mm -hmm. just don't know how any, any... black man worth their salt, uh, knowing what, what they come packing with, would give up a, like, unhingeable mouth like Adina Menzel has. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to find that in too many places, dude. 
because her mouth is just like, I mean, it's like an erector set. It can just, like, open up and <laughs> things her head. I don't get it. Uh, um, I, I, you know, we were talking earlier about how I, I couldn't urinate after a job interview because the interviewer was in there. That happened at Syracuse once with Tay Diggs because uh, I was, I was, uh, I walked into the bathroom and he was at the urinal and I was like, please don't be Tay Diggs. So they knew he was speaking that day. Please don't be in. Please don't be in. But it was him. And so I was like, oh, now I'll never be able to pee. And I had to wait till he left the bathroom to be able to urinate, sire. I vaguely remember this. This, this, this is the stuff of legend, this story now. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I went up and talked to him after. He was nice. He was, he was nice, but yeah, uh, that was, uh, you know, that was the, uh, the, the, that was a great story. They, the couple, they met do, doing rent, right. And, and got married and there's, uh, you know, if there's no hope for them, then, uh, there's no hope for weeks. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Just kidding, just kidding. There's and no hope for me before that, anyway. Nah, nah, you're good, man, you're good. And who's your third hot mess, sire? My last one, you know how I like to do one of those that's a good hot mess? Yep. I swear to God, American Horror Story's coven just gets better and better and better. I think this is the best season yet. Ooh. Really? Okay. It uh, is I, so I haven't good. seen last night's episode yet, but I, I'm uh, I'm going to watch it after the that, show. I can't, and, even, uh, I can't even give it away other than I will say... It's like each week I just I don't see how like Angela Bassett or Jessica Lang or Kathy Bates is gonna top the best line of the series. But now the best line of the series so far and when you see it you'll be on the floor, but it's Angela Bassett going, What the head said <laughs> <laughs> That's Wait, all this- I'll say. What I mean you can you can you, you you can spoil you can uh you can give it away. Don't mind me. What uh, What did she say? What the head said. What the <laughs> hell is that? No, what the head said. What the head said. <laughs> what the head said. <laughs> I'm guessing the head is somebody, Kathy Bates. Somebody, somebody has been reduced to just a head. I'll put it oh, back. Oh, my God. But the, body, but the body is still alive elsewhere. Oh my oh, God! Oh, gross! You know, gross, flies and shit, and the head like can talk wherever it's put. Yeah, oh. so you can't it, die. It, it's pretty fucking good. <laughs> All right, let's get lubed up. Ready to jack off? I'm ready, sir. Sire. <gasps> yep. <laughs> I just spit. I heard it. Ooh. All right. Let's go, Wikimons. All righty. In response to critics bashing her Sound of Music performance last week, Carrie Underwood responded by tweeting, Plain and simple, mean people need Jesus. No one believed her, however, as her tweet was acted out so poorly. Waka, waka. Dick Cabot opened up about his depression. He said, Perhaps the thing you least want to hear when you're depressed is, what have you got to be depressed about? Surprisingly, not number one on his list. Go kill yourself, you worthless piece of shit. 
Graduates from Central St. Martin's University designed a new and improved toilet to enhance the position of your body and how you get rid of waste. Or you can just do what Mousy does and shit all over the kitchen. (laughs) Or you can do what John Weeks does and have a feast (laughs) for a steak pot. Who loves to eat steak on the toilet? Hi, Jackie. Very good, very good. <laughs> Singer Selena Gomez cursed and walked off the stage at Jingle Ball in L.A. last weekend. Apparently she said, fuck, my music is bad. <laughs> oh, I just realized I spelled uh, this Fogatry. I said Fogatry here. Fogatry. Fogatry. Uh, there's a lot of that going around. Ariana Grande later said, I'm sorry the mix was off the entire time. I'm sorry the mix was off the entire time. At least you know I'm not trapped. That was apparently as big as Selena. The other dig at Selena was Justin Bieber's dick. <laughs> <laughs> the Stir Reporter's Aunt Becky, no, the Stir's Reporter Aunt Becky made a list of the top eight signs it's time to break up your relationship. The list includes reasons like you don't talk anymore and you don't have sex. The top reason, however, is if your name is Huma Abedin, man. Okay. Men's Warehouse founder George Zimmer recently told Fortune magazine the the board was extremely harsh to him and that they threw him out of his office. He said he he got no severance and they even took his phone and cut off his insurance. In response, Men's Warehouse told Zimmer, you're not going to like the way we treat you. We guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. Zimmer, that's that, that, terrible. <laughs> the hiker in the movie, 127 Hours, was based on, was arrested for domestic violence charges over the weekend. Allegedly, his girlfriend hit him in the back of the head twice and then shoved her as he shoved her out of the apartment. It should be noted, however, that to make it a fair fight, the girlfriend did keep one arm behind her the entire time. Uh, <laughs> you remember because he had to, like, cut it off with a pen knife to get out of the fucking crevice and everything? Oh. <laughs> he, was, he was down to one arm? Yep. Yeah. Hi, Prime Minister. <laughs> Ying <laughs> Shinawatra said on Monday she was was dissolving parliament. She then announced she was also dissolving her cock. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stop saying that. It feels so good. (laughs) 
Harry <laughs> Styles and Kendall Jenner are recently hung out at therapy the other night at a gay bar in Hell's Kitchen. The Shamalia who recommended they go there, probably it was the lovely Miss Bruce. <laughs> That ain't the only thing that's hung there. <laughs> what do you mean? What else? Huh? What What else is wrong there? What? <laughs> Never mind. Weep. Up. <laughs> the Golden Globe nomination for now today. They got some big, big motherfuckers there. That's all. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, okay. The Golden Globe nominations were announced today. The biggest snub was Oprah, not as in most notable, but biggest. Well, because she's fat again. Mm. I know. <laughs> man, we can't be messing with Oprah, man. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I love Oprah. Oprah's my girl. But yeah, she's got to lose some weight, man. <laughs> Megan Kelly assured children Santa and Jesus are white. She explained it by saying that Santa and Jesus look like everyone at Fox News. <laughs> they do. They really do. <laughs> okay. Secret is releasing an app called Poptopia that lets you smell popcorn through your phone. An app that's not so appealing the Tate's Grundulator. Woo! I smell taint. Ew. <laughs> that taint taint. Weak. The University of Pennsylvania engineering students have created a robotic device called a Titan Arm that can help its wearer lift another 40 pounds. Aaron Ralston reacted by saying, where the hell were those little pricks when I needed them so then I could have stopped my cunt of a girlfriend from shoving me out of the house with an arm behind her back? <laughs> wow. We circled back to that? Yeah. <laughs> Call back there. Yahoo users Yahoo. were blocked from using their email the last three days. This, however, would only affect people if Yahoo users still existed. <laughs> Yahoo! Yahoo! That was very good. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Okay, Mitt, the documentary about former presidential candidate Mitt Romney will first debut at the Sundance Film Festival in Janu- on January 17th, then on Netflix in the USA, Canada, the UK, Ireland, and Nordic Territories, and the Netherlands. Notably absent from this list, any fucking country that's not full of honkies. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, did you say Nipflix? N-I-P? Nipflix? Nipflix? I said Nipflix. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I'm going to have to look that up later. Michigan lawmakers passed a controversial measure on Wednesday that will ban all insurance plans in the state from covering abortion 
unless the woman's life is in danger. The law, which takes effect in March, will force women and employers to purchase a separate abortion rider if they would like the procedure covered, even in cases of rape and incest. This leads us to the conclusion that Michigan is a dick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Actress Ali Sweeney revealed that when she goes out for a date with her husband, they have to make it seem really unappealing so that their kids don't want to come with them. She makes it seem unappealing by telling the kid they're going to wind up having to cover up for a murder and drown the body of the girl, her gay son, and impregnated ex-boyfriend. <laughs> that sucks. I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> Sire, does any of that one? We have Olivia the Golden Globe nominations today. Boy, what a fox! Now, how's she gonna call herself getting her ass impregnated by George Wentz's nephew? Huh? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Tell me that. Tell me that. Tell me that. of couples say that Netflix adultery hampers their relationships. This is when one party continues watching a series without his or her significant other present. The remaining 49% are having extramarital affairs. (laughs) Ah, see, that's what happens when you get to Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Chinawanta. The Huffington Post has learned New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman is raising questions about whether wireless carriers are blocking new technology that could reduce phone thefts because of their financial ties to an insurance company. Apparently, AT&T and Verizon are also blocking technology that would turn these pieces of shit into phones. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because there's no, there's no cervix. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's why your cat turd's not working. <laughs> All right, Sire. Thank you so much. Now that I look at it again, I thought it was a phone, but now that I look at it, it's a cat turd. <laughs> you better get take care of that cat turd. You better eat it. Mm-hmm. I wrecked him. I wrecked him. Yeah. Uh, I rest him. The w- wizard of Waverly Place. Good night, Sire Man. Good night, Wizard. Thank you, Wizard. Hello. I think I may have just cut off him singing. That could, we we wasted a golden <laughs> opportunity there. Uh, so, uh, the uh, what do you call it? Um, the holiday party was last night at work weeks, and uh, it was. Um, at this really fancy place called Capital. It's been there the last three years. Uh, and uh, let me just tell you that uh, 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 this girl that I've worked with for the last three years, she comes up and stands next to me and starts talking to me. I have no fucking clue who she is. I worked with her for three years, and I don't recognize her. And she starts, she's like, hey, guys. I'm like, who is this random lady coming up and talking to us out of nowhere just standing, you know, with our department? Like, I mean, it's understandable to do that in this type of situation. Uh, but it took me like 30 seconds to realize that it was this girl, and she's 
she's gorgeous otherwise, but she mm-hmm. she just she really had a lot of makeup on last night. I didn't fucking recognize her. <laughs> well, I mean that's a good thing, right? That, that's an excellent thing. So she came out of nowhere. She must have been. She must have noticed you. She must have, you know, really wanted to talk to you. What's going on there? That's good. I, is, she, is she a good I hate kid? That re- I hate that reaction. What? <laughs> is she a good kid? Yeah, we we can't really hold a conversation though. So then, um, this kid, uh, Matthew Eskew, when he in the past has been drinking, he gets evil, and we call him Evil Eskew, and he hasn't come out in a while. And then last night, at some point, he was drinking. And he, uh, we were talking about one night where he wound up accidentally stealing Ryan Willoughby's jacket. And he turned to me at one point last night, and I was like, look at Will's jacket now. And he turns and he goes, that'll be mine later. And he really <laughs> turned, and he, like, he was, I was like, whoa. And he was like, oh, the evil just came out for a second. I was like, yeah, yeah, Evil Eskew's back. Because it was, it was nice to see Evil Eskew again. He hasn't come out in a while. <laughs> Sometimes the evil is just necessary to come out, especially around the holidays when there's so much joy. You need a little bit yeah. of that evil there. You know, you need to keep the, you need to keep evil SB out more often. In fact, if there's a trigger to turn him on, more, you know, uh, more consistently, you should do that. Try Did to you make say more evil SB. Evil SB. <laughs> uh, and the uh, what was great about last night was that the the DJ started the party with. The song "Happy People" by R. Kelly. So, oh, it's your boy! It's your boy. Yeah, That's so a I, good time. I got the dance floor. You know, we got the dance floor popping. A few of us, and I said they're gonna cut it off right before the step happens at the end of the song. And the girls were like, "No, they're not." And then they started doing it. And they were like, "Ryan, you were right." I said, "It's all right. We'll do it anyway." So we stepped anyway. We did step to the left, step to the right, spin around and make it down tonight. Bringing on a moving close. Let me see you when you're on the stroke. And we did that, and then, um, then the, the rest of the night was fun. You know, lots of uh, salsing and, and merengue and stuff. And then, uh, end of the DJ night on the dance floor, uh, he played "Step in the Name of Love" remix by R. Kelly. Oh my so God! Then, this guy loves R. Kelly. It was. I mean, it was. A, it was a party fit for me. Uh, aside mm-hmm. from the merengue, I could not move to merengue. I was trying to salsa the merengue, and I turned to the girl I was dancing with, Jessica, and I said, uh, "Can you, can you, can you salsa to merengue?" And she was like, "No." And I was like, "No wonder, this is terrible. <laughs> what I'm doing." So, <laughs> so thank God the guy was like, "The only thing that's better than a good merengue song is to follow it up with a good salsa song." So thank God that came on because you know we 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 we. We put the bricks in that salsa game and at ECA. <laughs> so then at the end of the night, they did the Step in the Name of Love remix. We stepped to that. We step, step, side to side, round and round, dip now, separate, bring it back, and let me see you do the love slide. So uh, that was wonderful. Then this girl, Issa, my friend Issa, she is probably listening to this. Um, so, uh, she basically last night was like, Ryan, let's go to Alphabet Lounge. And we had been there once before, which it was fine, except my other friend, Jeff said it was too loud. And then she's, she's like pulled down her shirt and her fake 
tits were out and she, like the, she took a, a picture and it was like it had some nipple in the picture. It was very awesome. A uh, nip flip. Oh my god. Yeah, nip flicks. Yeah. Nip, so nip <laughs> she uh, <laughs> uh anyway, he says like let's go to Alphabet Lounge. Nobody bothered to check whether it was open or not. And, like, the, the other car wound up going into Brooklyn for some reason, and they had to turn around and go back into Manhattan. They wound up on the Brooklyn Bridge or Manhattan Bridge. And so we finally get to this place, Alphabet Lounge in Alphabet City, and it's fucking closed. And she was, <sighs> and we're all the way on Avenue C, so we're so far away from everything. Um, and uh, we start wa- they start walking into, like, a liquor store. And I was like, that's just a store. And then the guy opens and says, we're closed. And so she was like, all right, we have to find something open. So I pointed to this bar. It was just a, you know, nobody knew what it was. We walk in, and it must have been a Belgian bar or German bar. I think it was oh, Belgian no, bar. Oh, no, not Belgian. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So that, you know, uh, we walk into this bar, and we're all sitting around there. Uh, and, and, you know, it's not really an after party. It's just morons who didn't call it a night when they should have. And I only did it because I told Issa, yo, can I just go home? And she was like, no, you need to come to this Alphabet Lounge. Uh, we'll talk. I'll kill you. I'll oh, kill my you. God. I'll kill you if you don't go to Alphabet Lounge. That's exactly how she sounds, by the way. Uh, <laughs> like this, I'll kill you if you go to Alphabet Lounge. <laughs> and so, the, but the great thing was that R. Kelly came out with an album this week called Black Panties, and it's marvelous. And we were all sitting around the table there, and, you know, it's this random Belgian bar. There's a very Belgian bartender, only mm-hmm. Belgian beers, and, uh, there's, you know, they, they play mostly, like, rock songs. And then, all of a sudden, I hear, I just want to marry the pussy. Oh, my God. I just want to marry the pussy. And they're playing one of R. Kelly's new songs that's not even a single yet on the new album. And it was like, I was like, oh, my God. And my boss was like, Holmes, you love R. Kelly. But I do, man. I love R. Kelly. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so unexpected, though, to, for them to play that in a Belgian bar in New York. That's very strange. I think the one we went to with Jesus was only playing, like, clown music. Do you remember that? It was, like, ridiculous. <laughs> Clown music or, or classical. I don't know which one it was, but it was terrible. <laughs> oh, Patrick must have been the DJ. <laughs> oh, my God. DJ, uh, DJ Scary Man. He's probably whacking <laughs> off to that music in the back. <laughs> he's a sick, DJ sick bastard. Is Patrick? <laughs> um, just trying to think. What else we, we got to do before we go? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Torito, Mike Torito. I mean, I'm not going to mention any names, but let's just call him Mike, last name Torito with two T's. Big Mike. Um, he, uh, the other day, yesterday, we were talking about Hardball. Have you seen the movie Hardball? Hardball? I've seen the, the show. No, I haven't seen the movie. Who's, who's in Hardball? Well, actually, we were talking about we talking about something else first. I can't remember what it was, but then Torito says, "Isn't that the one?" I was talking about a Denzel movie. Okay, I was talking okay. about a Denzel Washington movie, and Training then day. Um, what? Training Day. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know what it was. 
uh, it was Denzel, I think, and then Torito, yeah, and then Torito was like, uh, isn't that the one where the kid got shot? And I immediately thought, this guy must be talking about Hardball and G-Baby. And then, oh, G-Baby, yeah, that's Keanu Reeves, right? Yeah, you do know it. I know that movie, yeah, definitely, I know that movie. Oh, man, the kid got shot, that was devastating. It was, right? Yeah, it was like, I haven't met a grown man that didn't cry at that. I did cry at that. That that, that movie was pretty good, I got to say. You, you saw a little bit of Keanu's kind of like normal acting, or not terrible, you know? <laughs> yeah, he was good in it. Um, it was. So, yeah, so, so somehow from me talking about Denzel, he gets to Hardball, and I was like, wait, how are you going to mix up one of our time's greatest actors with, <laughs> albeit how good he was in Hardball, one of our worst actors. And, uh, and then Torito was like, oh, I was thinking about the one where he coaches basketball. And I was like, Denzel never coached basketball. He, he coached football. And then he goes, oh, right. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm thinking of Coach Carter. And I was like, yeah, that's Samuel L. Jackson. So what I'm saying is not only was this racist, it was unbelievably racist. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about this turd, 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 turd guy, Tordito, or whatever. <laughs> Charlie Chachardito. This guy sounds awfully racist. He's mixing up <laughs> Sam Jackson with Denzel Washington. Oh my god! Not, he he mixed up Keanu Reeves with Denzel Washington with Samuel L. Jackson with like four different movies in there somehow. We're talking about one thing. <laughs> Coach Carter. Coach Carter is, is not a good movie. Not good. Not. It's not comparable to anything Denzel Washington is, is in, you know? Jeez. I don't know. Have you seen Out of Time? Because that was terrible. Out of Time? No, I haven't seen it. Who's in that? Denzel. And uh, I think is I think it's Ava Mendez, and it's just god-awful. Oh, that's terrible. I mean, he, he's putting out a lot of stuff recently. He's, he's got to be more selective. Tom Hanks is coming Coach, out with another movie, I think too. Coach Carter's a good movie, no? Coach Carter's okay. It's average. I, I knew that. I knew one of those actors. You know, I, I uh, actually went to a summer camp with. Uh, I forgot his name, but he was one of the minor characters. Really? Yeah, I, uh, I forget what his name was. Robert Richard. He was that guy who did that puppet show on Nickelodeon. Um, <laughs> I forgot what the what, what it was. And he, and he he's actually a really nice, bright guy. But he gave me one of these these pictures of uh, him on. Uh, Nickelodeon with the puppet, and it was like, you know, it's John, you know, to ha- have a good summer. And it was like the scariest picture I've ever seen in my life, and I can't find it. It was like the, the, the puppet was smiling, and it was just, oh, wow, too much. Did it come to life? Uh, it might have, actually. Yeah, it was very scary. I, I, it was like, I forgot what it was called, man. Oh, Skeeter. Skeeter. Remember that, that show, Skeeter? My cousin Skeeter or something like that? Skeeter. Skeeter? Ske- I remember Skeeter from Doug. Do you remember that, that the, a movie came out with Usher, and it was about, like, you know, when the kids take over the school? Tyra Banks is in it, I think. Uh, Damn it. no. <laughs> Damn it. 
<laughs> what about it? Uh, he's in that movie too, Robert Richard. Oh, okay. Um, by the way, I wanted to quote you from last week. Uh, last oh, week you said, this is what you said. <laughs> you said this. This is what you said. The smell, the stank almost <laughs> killed me. I almost died after, like, she talks to me. You smell it on your neck <laughs> as she's breathing, like, right behind you. And the power, the power of that smell will haunt me for the rest of my life, and it still does. It still does. Like the hand of death on my shoulder, I still smell it to think back to the time I almost lost my life. But uh, a part of me is still there that day that never will return. The human side of life is, will never return. That smell was so intoxicatingly death-like. I don't think I'll ever smell anything like that again. Not even in the the underworld will I encounter a smell like that. That smell, I'm telling you, that's why young ladies don't ever smoke. Or if you're going to smoke, don't smoke long-term because you will smell worse than the bowels of hell. <laughs> you'll have Cerebrus as your tour guide, babe. <laughs> That's right. And you'll get chlamydia. You know, it's not a good sign. It's not a good thing. <laughs> you'll get chlamydia from a Santa Clamaldia. <laughs> um, oh, my God. The, 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 wait, what do you mean you smell it on your neck? How is that even possible? Oh, well, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, uh, it's coming back to me now. Oh, oh, uh, but, uh, All right, Celine. I, I did. She... <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> Alex, no, because, listen, I'm a tall guy. I, I'm, I'm sometimes standing in my workplace. She came up behind me, She's very, you know, and I was sitting. So she was very short, and the way she breathed was, like, on my neck. So it felt like fingers on my neck, the air. It was so dense with stink that I, I, I shoulder collapsed under its weight. Oh, my God. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. I said, oh. But, it's, but, but it sounds like you're feeling it on your neck. It doesn't sound like you're smelling it on your neck. Are you sure I'm you're fe- smelling it? feeling the smell like a spirit. <laughs> And, and as it and as it makes its way around my shoulder up into my nose, then it transforms into the smell that's so powerful. Oh my gosh, I don't even want to think about it anymore. Oh. <laughs> Are you barfing? I am. I'm, I'm, I'm dry heaving right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, so um, I got a I got a card. From Mayor to Stefano. Oh, see, good, good guy, huh? Good guy. He really appreciated you going there. That's that's nice. So it's uh, it's it's definitely his handwriting because I remember this writing from when uh, Danny to Stefano and I uh, got home at three in the morning one time in high school because we were at rehearsal for a play at Yale School of Drama, and uh, neither my mother nor the mayor 
were was very uh, pleased with us. So I wrote the letter. I mean, <laughs> I wrote the letter a liar. I wrote the letter. I wrote the mayor a fucking letter weeks, <laughs> like apologizing. And he wrote me back, and he was like, "I appreciate that." And he said, "Like you, uh, you know, the difference is when you make a mistake, uh, it doesn't wind up on the front page of the newspaper." Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway, this this one is a card. Says John DeStefano, Jr., Mayor, on top. Uh, November twenty second, twenty thirteen. Dear Ryan, thank you so much for making the effort and joining me the other night. You have been a genuine friend and are special to me. Um, stay in touch. Be yourself and the good person you are. All my best, John. Isn't that sweet? Wow, that's a that's a sweet and touching um, message. There's a lot of meaning to that message. Uh, he really appreciates you as a friend. He really does. I mean, that's a that's one of a kind, my friend. You know, how many of us can say we have a, a bond with the mayor? Or the, you know, yeah, that's that's a nice <laughs> thing. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. You know, you, you should be proud of that. Yeah, man. Very, 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 uh, very nice of him to uh, to do that. Uh, what is uh, that fucking goddamn little pup? Who lives by itself doing uh, right now, that Mousie? In the Connecticut mansion. Right now, Mousie is, after watching, her, you know, listening to our show uh, and playing a little rock band with her friends, is playing tag with uh, one of her dog friends, Corey. And uh, <laughs> apparently, Corey, Corey, Corey is, is their dog friend. Apparently, they were playing tag. So it, was, it, got, it got so violent that. Mousy ducked uh, as as Corey was running after her. Corey jumped and launched himself right into the, her TV, and it blew up. Right now, the house is on fire, and Mousy is going nuts. All the dogs are trying to put it out by peeing on it, but it's not working. That's what's happening right now. <laughs> Wait, Corey got into the TV? He got into the TV. He actually, like, blew it up. Corey blew up the and what TV. what TV show was he trying to get into? He was trying to get into Wheel of Fortune. Ah, <laughs> why? He kept seeing the wheels spin around, and he was going nuts. He wanted to stop the, the wheels from spinning around. <laughs> and and, uh, and uh, uh, well, what else was I going to ask you about that whole scenario there? Um, <laughs> after after the dogs were peeing and it wasn't working, did they start shitting? They did. They did, and they started shitting on the fire, and that made the fire even worse. Right now, the fire is eating through the entire uh, first half of the building. So you may be in luck, my friend. Mousy may be losing the house. <laughs> is is Mousy going to survive this? Mousy will survive, yes. Mousy, as far as I know, is safe and sound. Uh, you know, she's been put up in a, uh, um, a hotel right now, five-star hotel. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> did she go to the hotel herself? She did. She did. She checked in and everything. And, it, you know, she got a uh, uh, five-star service. She's loving it. She's actually considering staying in the hotel long-term versus going back to the house. Back to Cali. Yeah, uh, yeah, back to Cali. She wants to go back to Cali. She used to be a, a showgirl. She used to, she used to be a showgirl back in the day. Her name was Lola? Yes, Miss Lulu. 
Miss Lola. What kind, what kind of name is Corey for a dog? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. He, he chose it himself. <laughs> it came out of nowhere. And a friend, the dog Corey. Corey is is okay, but hospitalized right now as he uh, has shards of the uh, TV in his head. He has shards in his head. Well, no, shards of glass from the TV in his head. He, he's okay though. Oh, but what about right. when they were crapping? Did he must have some shard on him too? <laughs> he sharded all over himself, and, uh, <laughs> and that's what the firemen don't understand. There was a. An awful lot of crap all around the fire. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and what's your favorite scene? Is he's mine. I wouldn't mind. Bang, 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 All righty. My favorite scene is she's a man. She's a man. She's a man. She's a man. Rudy. <laughs> now, Ben Bates plays this great little little guy who's trying out for the Notre Dame uh, football team. And, uh, you know, she's uh, given up on the sports. Uh, she doesn't seem to think that she's becoming very successful at it, not getting the chance to play on the team that she really wants to be a part of. Uh, you know, so it goes a little something like that. And, and this particular scene is where she's uh, – talking to the janitor who's uh, a mentor of hers at the University of Notre Dame and uh, he's trying to give her a little bit of pep talk. It's a powerful uh, scene. Hopefully mm-hmm. I can do some justice. Amanda Baines blew me away. <laughs> so yeah, she says, greater tra- tragedies in the world. I wanted to run out of that tunnel to prove, prove what? Prove that I was somebody. <laughs> Oh, you're just full of crap. You're six foot nothing, a hundred and nothing, and you've got hardly a speck of athletic ability. You hung in with the best college football team in the land for two years, and you're going to walk out of here with a degree from Notre Dame. In this life, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. And after what you've gone through, if you haven't done that by now, it ain't going to never happen. Now go on back. I'm, uh, I'm I'm sorry I never got to see one of your games. I've seen too many games in this stadium. I I rode the bench for two years. Thought I wasn't being played because of my color. I got filled up with a lot of attitude, so I quit. Still not a week goes by I don't regret it. And I guarantee you, a week won't go by in your life. You won't regret walking out, letting them get the best of you. Now, you hear me clear enough? And scene, that scene was... Wow. <laughs> Very nice. Very Thank nice. Sir. Thank you. Well, my, my, favorite favorite is <laughs> my favorite scene is she's a man with 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 a wearing a kilt and she plays a guy who uh looks a lot like Mel Gibson and 
she's just her name is William Wallace, and she at one point she raises up her uh, thing or her her cock sort, and she says, mm-hmm. "We may lose our lives, but we may never, uh, we'll never lose our freedom." That's my favorite scene. And she's a magnet with a bang, 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 Phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> by the way, I, I've never seen Braveheart, if you can't tell, by my horrible description of it. <laughs> it sounded just like him. You, you did the Scottish accent yeah. perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was going for the whole Australian turned American turned Scottish <laughs> actor thing. So, of course, I go with uh, they may take our lives, uh, but they may never <laughs> take our freedom. <laughs> Amazing, yeah. amazing, man. All right, <laughs> man, so uh, we'll be back next week. I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Somebody owes you a podcast. Go record one, matter of fact. Uh, uh, and uh, hit the brakes, Florence. And if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that fucker? Doll, wrap her up in a carpet, roll her down a mountain, and put the trees on fire. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Weeks. Merry Christmas, everybody. Good night. Merry Christmas.